0: The Amateur Skeptics will be at the Mayan Survival Party.
1: Saturday, December 22nd at Jack Quinn's Bar in Colorado Springs. From 6 to 9, hosted by the Free
0: Thinkers of Colorado Springs. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week. Try the lamp and remember to tip your waitress. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 75. I'm your Yay! host, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian. The uh, girly scream in the background was Ian.
1: <laughs> Girl, <I'm all laughs> man, buddy.
0: And the manly scream in the background, Tango. Can Tango do a manly scream, Mac?
2: Uh, he can, actually, but he's not in the room. Oh, okay, well, all right. All right, so, and, of course, Mac. Yeah, why were you doing a funny voice when you started introducing things? I don't know. Was it funny? Yeah, it was. that was weird. Was it weird? Yeah. Good afternoon, right. and Welcome that's to that's the right. Amateur Skeptics Podcast. How about this? Hello, and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number seven to five. Joining me this afternoon, a couple of dursals. Yeah, actually, surprisingly, that is actually better. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you
0: have it. What is everybody doing? Lots and lots holidays. of artwork. Artwork? What
2: do you what are you doing artwork for? Anything specific or are you just doing artwork? Uh family Family Christmas. Mm. We're doing basically art trading cards. So So it, I'm doing art that can be shrunk down small enough to fit on a trading card. So what do people in your family do if they're completely unartistic? I don't know. Uh well you're okay you're you're asking me if the family is doing trading cards no oh it's That's just you just my gift for oh, the family okay. I was
0: gonna say I thought maybe this was a a thing you were all doing artwork for each other yeah I'm thinking how's that gonna work
2: yeah that wouldn't necessarily work out real real well
0: because you've always got the but one strange Sam and uncle. I are
2: Sam and I are doing she's doing her hand drawn ATCs and I'm doing my my 3D artwork which is gonna be uh, I'm gonna do limited series of the prints so. Mm. I made a bird climbing gym. Yep. Because, well, you know, well, I'm going to say, oh. Brian, I, I'm well familiar with the habits of Conyers and what they climb. And I think you probably made three and married one more.
0: <laughs> well, it's pretty nice because I can set it on the floor and just kind of put him on it. So it's a, so it's a nice portable um, stand, too, for him. Mm-hmm. So we can have him in the kitchen while we're doing stuff, and and actually, surprisingly, he doesn't want to poop on my shoulder. When I put him down, that's when he poops.
2: Yeah, actually, that's what Dango does
0: too. Yeah, and you can kind of see
2: the they'll start to get fidgety, and so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, it's time. He'll sometimes drop off my shoulder and then do it. Yeah, and uh, first thing in the morning, he actually likes to do his business above Wallace, which Wallace doesn't really like very much, but. You know that's their that's their dynamic. <laughs> oh. oh, all right. I have a bird climbing gym in my office. Unfortunately, it's called my desk. Your desk. well, I, I made one. Uh, the, the images you showed look pretty damn cool.
0: Yeah, I, I had a good time doing it. And the nice thing is is that um, I didn't glue the main stand into the pedestal, so okay. I can just unscrew it and make a new one if I
2: want to. So Now, did you make the ladder from scratch, or did you buy a ladder?
0: Okay, I bought the ladder, but I did buy the stuff okay. to make a ladder from scratch as well. But I'm okay. thinking how difficult – I mean, that's going to be pretty difficult because you're going to have to get – those holes have to be perfectly spaced.
2: Not difficult per se, Just a serious pain in the ass. Yeah, and so I don't know
0: if I'm going to make another. If I'm going to make a ladder, I think buying it might have been really worth its cost.
2: Yeah, the ladder looks. I was going to say, if you made that ladder, it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, I can. I can't imagine
0: without like. If I had a a drill press, Mm -hmm. I think I think I could do a lot
2: better job. Um, Uh, my my plan is I'm going to acquire some. I'm going to acquire some branches. And just make a natural branch type one.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that would be good too. The nice thing is is that this is really sturdy. I can pick it right up and move it to where I need it. So yep. Yeah. Alright, so we have some announcements. Um of course Friday, December twenty first. December twenty first. Mile high skeptics are having their end of the world party. And there's limited space for that, so if you want to go, you need to get signed up. Um then uh Saturday the twenty second the uh, free thinkers of Colorado Springs are having their Mayan survivor party, um, which of course we will be going down to. Uh, what six to nine at Jack Quinn's Bar. So, and I, and of course I know nothing about space on that one. I just know I'm That is a that is
2: a damned manly name.
0: Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and what's this? Is, uh, you know, you
2: just expect him. Just the owner of the bar, if he is in fact Jack Quinn, you just expect him to have like a permanent. Quarter inch of stubble at all times. <laughs> Who's and F-te- you know just hairy
0: chest. There, I said it. Are you done? I'm done. <laughs> Sunday, December thirtieth. Who who is, is free thought? Something free thought. Three
1: free thought uh, exchange. exchange.
0: Yeah, Spirit Keepers Interfaith Boulder. What is that? Anybody know?
1: Oh, uh, we've we talked about the last few podcasts.
0: Yeah, okay. Put, yeah, refer to so- la- refer to Kimberly's babblings from the last <laughs> podcast. All right, so there you go. We got those going on. Not a, not a whole lot going on, but you know, we. I am going to be in Colorado Springs, December twenty second. So there you go. I but I don't think I'm going to make it out for the
2: end of the world party. I. Yeah. So so be in Colorado Springs, December twenty second, and meet international celebrity Brian Heineser. Um, like I'm only a celebrity in my basement if I'm lucky. No, you're an international celebrity. People in in more than one country know who you are. Well, that that is true. So you're an international celebrity.
1: Doesn't mean much. I'm an
2: international something. <laughs> uh, it's better to be an international celebrity than an international house of pancakes.
1: Um,
0: okay. Is it's like it's better to be pissed off than pissed on.
2: Always. I'd and rather I'd be rather a moron in front of me than a frontal
0: lobotomy. That's right. I'd rather be a more on than a less on.
1: Okay,
0: and you got anything on that? Yeah, yeah, anything? No,
1: I'm leaving the bad jokes to you too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're letting them fly tonight because Kimberly's not here to like really huff about it. <laughs> bad joke, free flight. Oh, see, but it's, but I huff it's, at it's half like of your Conier jokes. free
2: flight, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna teach my Conyer to fly outdoors. I'm doing it. Speaking of free flight, free flight. All right, so we uh got a uh, a wonderful article from Donovan. Um he actually put it on our Facebook um page as well as uh he you know, we got this through email about the weight of swords. And yep. uh, hey, we were right. We we were actually it's nice once in a while to know that we've said something correct because normally, you know, we we it's it's the only time we get feedback is when we say it's stupid stuff. Which is a lot, right? Um but this time
2: we we got feedback for something we were correct about. Yep, that is nice. Uh, The article is absolutely fantastic and it's incredibly, uh, incredibly detailed. And, um, he he points out where a lot of the, where a lot of the, uh, urban legends on this came from and where a lot of the bad information is coming from. And it's bizarre because some of the information that's so bad is being, is actually coming from people who are quote unquote sword experts, including, including, uh, fencing maestros, modern fencing maestros. You would think that they would know something about the historical basis of the sport. Well, maybe you should reiterate what we were right about. We were right about the fact that swords don't weigh 40 goddamn pounds. Or even 30 goddamn pounds. Yeah, they weigh about 3 to 5 goddamn pounds. Right. Um, You know, to continue the goddamn theme. But even some of the heaviest swords, less than 10 pounds. And I think you were talking, Ian, last week about the claymores were about seven to eight pounds. Uh, that was me,
0: and I thought that they weighed okay. about five. I thought even they were. I thought five was even heavy for a claymore. But I, I would not be surprised, you know, up to as much as seven to eight pounds. That's a that's a
2: heavy sword. Yeah. Um. You you understand what the claymore historically was used for? Yeah, cutting off horses' legs. Yeah, it was essentially a uh, an an early light, light anti tank weapon.
0: Right, but so it, it needed to be long and, and fairly sturdy, but it it doesn't mean that it had to be heavier necessarily than a broadsword, depending on how it was yeah. made.
2: I, the way that the sword works is essentially it's it's an arm extender, and it's extending your arm with an extremely sharp edge. So it's all leverage, and it's all the way that it's wielded that is where you get your where you get your power on it. Um, if the sword feels heavy. That's because of the way it's balanced. If it's balanced toward the blade, it's going to feel heavy to you. Right. If it's balanced well and if it's balanced close to the cross guard, it's going to feel like you can wield it all day. Although, you know, a couple of hours and you're going to feel like your arm's going to want to drop off. Right, which
0: means that that four to five pounds cannot all be... In in the blade, some of that has to be in the pommel to, to right. counterbalance that sword, so that you can actually swing it. Because if if that was really light and this sword was very heavy, you you'd never. I mean, you'd never. The accuracy would be decreased. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you'd also figure it would probably break off the handle. I mean, if you have like a you know a ten pound blade and only like a one pound handle, that also has to do with how much strength is going to be. That small of a grip mm-hmm. is not going to be able to support that much weight.
2: You've got an excellent point. I bought a. I bought a sword once from uh, an Atlanta Cutlery that was made by their swordsmiths in India in, at Windless Steelcrafts, and the tang on this sword—the tang being the part of the blade that goes into the handle and holds into the handle—the tang on this thing was incredibly thin and narrow and soft. So this sword had a tendency to bend at the to bend at the uh, at the point where the blade meet the, met the crossguard. Right, and Let's see. I, I, I had a friend who was working at, a, working at a machine shop at the time, and he built that tang up for me with, uh, you know, essentially welded, in, welded onto it and built it up so it was much stronger. I no longer possess that sword. I gave it away. It was never right. <coughs> I, it, just, it just never felt right. And I've got, I've got some very, very nice blades that I have kept for my own use.
1: But that's also why, if you look, the bigger the sword, it's only the bigger the um, handle to them, because they have have more going into it to balance it.
2: Right. right. Well, that, and they've also got, you know, if you're talking about a longer handle, you're also going to want to be able to grip that sword two-handed, or even to be able to have a third hand space between where your where your where your power hand and your balance hand are at. Right. In order to just have that much extra leverage. All right. So. Uh, it was a good article. It's
0: long, it's detailed, and just talking about the weight of swords barely scratches the surface of what it goes
2: into.
1: Yeah, so it's a good follow-up to well, discussing last week.
2: As as the question of how deeply it scratches the surface does depend upon how it's swung. Okay, go ahead, crack yourself up. Go. I'm going to. <laughs> hey, I, hey, my bird has developed a laugh track, so. <laughs> <laughs> i was i was onwards. telling brian earlier that uh, that tango has actually he will laugh along with me i'll be laughing and he'll be going ha ha
1: ha 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 hey okay. so onwards nobody's listening this was a good week for um listeners um, input because the next one is also another link given to us by a uh, listener Jeanette, and this one is very um very much current and it is, the Mayans are pissed off over Doomsday, Deceit, As this current one, as
2: information about the Mayans can be. <laughs> it's a
1: couple of months old, but it's very relevant to what's happening Friday. So um, basically, the article talks about how, while the Mayan civilization itself is not really there, their descendants still are. And that some of them actually are still involved in the, the culture of the Mayans. And they're actually very pissed off over the local governments um, in Guatemala, Basically, utilizing the um, idiotic Mayan doomsday stuff to um, hype up some money making ideas, to, you know, to get more people going down there and tourism all over the, you know, obviously um, misleading doomsday crap. And you know, the question, so I, I,
0: go ahead. Uh, I was going to say the question I have. I mean, I, you look at this, you know, that that all these people in these mine runes, and it, 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 you got to think, well. I mean, at least they're getting a heck of a lot of people to come down there and spend money. It's got to be good for their tour, you know, for their economy. They, do they already have a tourist economy? They probably yeah. do. So, yeah, they so, they do. Before this. so uh, and are they equipped to handle this many people all the time anyway? I mean, it is the part that they're upset about the fact that is, is, it seems to be only that a piece of Mayan his, history is being abused. That seems to be the key here, but, Are they upset because there's so many people down there asking just about this one stupid thing? Are they just getting annoyed?
1: I I got more. They were just offended by the fact that they were promoting uh, this as being something legitimate. That's what it felt like to me. And they're saying, listen, you know, this isn't real stuff. Try and, you know, try and actually respect the reality of it and utilize that to promote it. Don't start, you know, jumping on the bandwagon of something that is lame and way, way off from the actual Mayan culture.
0: What I would want to do if I was there, I would be asking every single one of those people that come in there, "Do you believe it?" That's, that's the only question I want to know. Are you here because you believe it? Are you here just because because you've been hearing this stuff? Are you here
2: because everybody else is here?
0: Right, exactly. What 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 brought you here? Is it is it would you have come anyway, or is it only because you heard about the mind apocalypse? And and if so, do you think it's true, or do you think it's not true or silly? I mean. I would be really interested to know about the demographics of the people that are there, and I don't think that anybody has done that. I mean how many people – I haven't – I don't know the statistics. How many people actually believe the mine apocalypse is true? Does, I mean we know that there's got to be some, but how many really? Yeah. I, I really question – I know it's gotten a lot of hype,
2: but does anybody actually believe it's the end of the world? Certainly, probably you know, fewer than believed Harold Camping's latest prediction.
0: I would guess that's probably true. And does Harold's camping prediction water this one down? It's like, oh, great, another doomsday prediction. <laughs> you know? Could be. I well, hope so.
1: Follows your article that you put in here. Uh
0: yeah. Well, this one, I, I like the uh, title on this one. Um, yeah. The marketing fallacy. Um, and, and basically, it, it's talking about just how fear sells. Yeah. And, and so, and. And I, I wonder if you have to believe it to spend money on it. Or if the, if just the fact that somebody's saying this is enough. And once again, it doesn't quite go into it, but yeah, that, I mean, um, in, in this article that I put in basically, goes into how, you know, it's just the end of the long-term calendar, you know? Um, it just starts over. Um, there was a great picture somebody posted on Facebook.
1: Uh, well, I found it reposted on the Amateur Skeptics.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that, are you the one that did that of James <laughs> yeah. Randy who found, who found a 2013 <laughs> Mayan calendar?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that and said this is perfect for our page. So. Yeah. I mean, but th- there's
0: something far more interesting going on here than just a doomsday prediction. There oh, is I've- a sociology behind this. That makes it interesting. Uh and, and, and like it goes back to how many people actually believe it. You know, people like my mom who are spiritual, it's just a consciousness shift to them. They're gonna they they claim it's just gonna be a change in consciousness. And I think that one of these articles goes into, you know, how basically it's just gonna be a change in consciousness and um where is it? Maybe it's in your article. Um, you know that people are going to become more in tune with nature and yada yada yada, and it's just like really, I'll, I'll believe that when I see it,
2: you know, and it and it's another naturalistic fallacy as well. Well, um, now hold on a second, hold on a second. Okay, at, at the at the same time, and you, you might be the one to answer this because you did used to study astrology. Mm-hmm. At the same time that this Mayan thing is happening. Does the moon enter the second house and Jupiter align with Mars? Well, what does that mean? And well, whose I mean, second that house? Peace will guide the planets, and love will steer the stars. Well, most uh, well,
1: of that's gibberish. Well, but I do believe gibberish. we are supposed to be entering the age of Aquarius, though, aren't
2: we? Uh, well, um, it, when, when, it's are not they gibberish. About, it's a great song uh, number, I particularly I, the one at the end of Forty Year Old Virgin.
0: When we talk about the age of Aquarius, we're, or we're talking about—I oh, can't even remember.
1: Well, basically Something it has is, to do with where the sun is, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, the sun is supposed to be entering Aquarius. You could look all that up. But yeah. a lot of that is fallacious because of, of stars moving and changing and, and and our positioning changing as well. Our north pole is not the same north pole as when a lot of this was invented. So, when you made
2: say up. fallacious. I shouldn't say invented. I should say made up. When you say fallacious, what meaning are you applying to that? Um, Well, not fallacious. Uh fallacious though, in the sense of being like a penis <laughs> it's a it's a lot of cock, yeah <laughs> 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 nice around on that yes, exactly.
1: but then, of course the the next article I threw up here talked about basically the commercialization of it all, and how yeah. uh, people actually are making money off of it. And are well, talking about how actually doomsday pop- prophecies in general have proven to be very profitable for people. You know, we we have already talked about in the past the reality show doomsday preppers and some of the um, stuff that's been going on with like converting missile silos into bunkers and such for the wealthy and all those things that basically profit off saying, hey, look, things are getting bad. G- you know, give us some money so, y- you know, you might be able to survive it kind of thing.
0: So, I, I guess, I mean, we, we, I mean, the way that I explained this to my kids was what happens when our calendar
2: rolls out and Tatiana says we buy a new one. I said, exactly. When yeah. we get a new one. Well, but, you know, we did actually talk about, we did talk about the Mayan apocalypse pretty extensively back in episode 50. Yeah, we've already done so. It. Yeah.
0: And it's been done well, everywhere else and it's been done to death. But the more important thing that we should do right now, and I just thought of it. And so I didn't give any time to prepare. But what are these people going to say the day after? What are they? What 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 is the apologetic that we should expect? Well
1: actually, um the show Raising Hope just dealt with this and it was great. The um mother was like stockpiling like crazy, determined, you know, something was gonna happen and everything. And then it didn't happen, but their acquaintances, they won't call them friends because they, they're generally competitive with them, had um, sold everything they owned and had um, done some really stupid stuff. And in the after- aftermath, when they come back and have nothing, they're saying like, well, yeah, we figured we'd just go on this huge vacation because, you know, the, the world was coming in and ended. now it's not, so we have nothing. And thanks to the mother's hoarding, she could actually help them get back on their feet by giving them all the stuff she hoarded.
0: Oh, great. So, uh, a happy ending hoarder story. Uh. Yeah.
1: But not for the uh, reason.
2: (laughs) But not for the reason. I'm not cut up on raising hope, unfortunately, yet. Yeah, I'm not either. I did like the fact that they found a way to make, to, to use the scenario of him being adopted and still being the natural child of the, of the, uh, yeah, of the chances.
1: That. that was a weird one.
0: Right. So well, what um, we're going to see, one of the things we're going to see is, well, we got the mind calendar wrong. It's actually next year.
1: Uh, I don't know if they'll push that. I, um, you know, H- Haggard finally gave up on it after his, you know, saying, okay, it's not even worth it. This one, well, I think there may be some freak jobs left doing that. I th- don't think it'll be that big of a thing. I think they'll mostly go and say, oh, it was the spiritual change that happened. I think most people easily convert over that. Well, they'll either convert to
0: that, they'll go quiet, but the people who are say it's going to be a consciousness change, and there are some of them out there, um, now they're going to have to start to try and justify it. So we're going to see a lot of, a lot of, you know, uh, cherry picking apologetics for that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe the ex, it says here that the experts all agree that it, that it ends, that the calendar ends next year. So it could be, they could be a year off. When was this published? Wait, maybe I got this wrong. Is this 2000? Uh,
1: the this is 2011. I'm laugh. sorry.
0: The article, the second article, the Doomsday One, Marketing uh, Fallacy, is yeah, – uh, is here. Yeah, so I guess they all agree. So, okay, so they're not going to say that. They won't push that.
1: Yeah. Um, no, what what we're going to hear
0: is, is yeah. There, there, there might
1: a, be a handful that will try to find some excuse like yeah. that, but I don't know. That, that's we'll not see. going to be easy to justify. Yeah,
2: well, I don't well, know. I, I you hope. know, the question is is – is this a situation where some people's career is doomsday mongering, in which there, case well, they've got to they've got to find a way to justify it? They've got to find a way to make it work. Well, there's
0: the guy who started it, who sold a whole bunch of books, whose name escapes me. Who's yeah. who's like a pseudo anthropologist? You know, he's not really, but he's the one who started all this.
1: Bonus but he'll stuff. probably back away for a little while and come up with something new in a few years.
0: Right. Well, what about the Planet X and Nebu people?
1: They'll re- they'll rearrange that to make it fit. And you know, oh, we're off by ten years or something, right? A few things like that. Just, you know, we'll shift time wise. I agree with that. But most well, of the
2: they did are, forget to account for daylight savings time.
1: Yeah, yeah. it it is,
2: <laughs> it is true that in
0: twenty twenty nine that there's a possibility Apophis will hit us, and we pop- and there's supposed to be a keyhole event that they think will tell us if that if if
2: what's going to happen. With that and is that likely to be a foothold situation. Ah, uh, no. Uh, you know, you're talking Apophis. I figured you were going into a Stargate thing. The Stargate thing? No, no.
0: There's an actual asteroid called Apophis that could potentially hit us. Is it made out of naquadah? No, it's not. I thought I would check. Yeah. Gee, thanks for asking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Oh man, if Kimberly was here, we'd have to. We that we wouldn't even get that far, would we?
2: She would just be groaning. She's gonna be. She's, she's gonna be gonna, listening yeah. to this, just shaking her head and going, No,
1: I got to be I'm so glad I took that. Yes, right.
2: Yeah,
0: she, she, she kind of. We kind of need someone to you know, wrangle us in a little bit better. It should probably be me so, as the host, but <laughs> screw that. Yeah. Well, good luck with that.
1: <laughs> oh, so, time to move away from the doomsday fund. Yeah,
0: I mean, here's the thing: is that I am so tired of the mine apocalypse. I'm, I'm ready for it to die.
1: And luckily, next um, episode, we can pretty much uh, not have to deal with the Mayan Apocalypse crap. We can take
2: take out a garden spade and put that one in the ground, huh?
1: Yep. Well, it's actually for this one to pop up.
2: Alright, what do we got here next? Uh,
1: This was an interesting article.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Universe Just a Giant Computer Simulation.
1: Yeah, this is one of those weird things about questioning reality kind of thing. And, And this actually tried to give Something in the way of scientific logic to it. And I—I I I don't know. I, I didn't buy the arguments that were being given to say it is because I th- there's a lot of stuff that to me doesn't quite work trying to claim that
0: Well tell me a little bit more about what they're saying, because you know, I'm confused.
1: Okay, so, well, so what are they
0: what what is what are they proposing here?
1: Well, it's going off of kind of the matrix kind of thing, which is, you know, the matrix storyline weak as it is for scientists.
0: All right, all right, all right. You can air but, your personal grievances about the Matrix some other time.
1: Well, but it, it's relevant here, though. Okay. So, uh, this one Bostrom, argued that at least one of the following things must be true: the human species one, the human species is very likely to go extinct before reaching a post-human stage; two, any post-human civilization is extremely unlikely to run a significant number of simulations of their evolutionary history. Are three? We're almost certainly living in a computer sim- simulation.
2: Okay. And why does he say one of the cer- one of the? Why does he say one of those is definitely proven true?
1: I never quite got yeah. that. That was one of my problems with this: is well, I never quite got where he's getting this from. Okay. Well, let, let's give
0: him that. How, how do we, how do we prove it? Tell, tell us about yeah. how, how the his, how he <laughs> proposes we prove this. That's
2: well, where I start. Uh,
1: you um, know.
2: Go ahead. Any post human civilization is likely to have feathers. I, we've already talked about this, the fact that the birds will replace us.
1: We have. Which is why
2: I'm getting good with getting good with them.
1: <laughs> right. Well, okay, it got into, um, you have to look for a signature. And the example he say something like a limitation in the energy produced by cosmic rays. And how do we know that that's just not a function of right. the cosmic and ray? That, that, that he did, I, I never saw any logic to back that up. But he talks about, um, so basically, you could take the universe into a numerical sim- simulation and get into how you know that that could that'll be similar to binary code in some way. And uh, uh, to, to me, a lot of it just felt like you know overthinking things, how leaving about- out hu- leaving huge gaps in logic to get there.
0: The other proof that he said was that when we develop a simulate simulated civilization,
2: it will prove that we are also. <laughs> A simulated civilization. We have a simulated civilization. Second Life.
0: Well, there's hasn't that. Proven and, but well, but Second Life is one you're interacting with. There have been others. Um, um, there's World of been some, There has been other projects where they have. Use them for evolution, evolutionary models that have kind of a you know a mind of their own. And there's no reason with 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 the way that computers are going that we can't start to develop that kind of a model, more rudimentary than ours. But eventually, we may be able to program it till it's very similar. Yeah. And, and we can. But and it can doesn't it prove that we are a simulation. Well, no, it doesn't. That that's you know that's circular reasoning.
1: Yeah. But yeah. The whole thing just. It was interesting concept, but none of it felt right to me. None of it, you know, like a lot of it seemed to be just speculation.
2: Well, that's what you're programmed to well, think. Well,
1: here's
0: the thing. Okay, but right, even if well, let's say any of these proofs were true, and we could figure out that we were in a simulation, what do we do about it? Does it does it really matter, or is it just a, or is it just an interesting thought experiment?
2: Well, if we can prove that we are in a simulation, then we would know kung fu.
1: No, we could go and get programmed to no kung. We wouldn't have to go through all the training. We'd just download right. it. But you'd have to know how to download it first. But no. Anyway. The, the idea of questioning reality is one thing. You know, I, I I think most people have odd thoughts about, you know, what is real and you know, how does reality work, but to go to the level of saying all reality is a simulation and not have anything to back it up really seems a bit odd.
2: Well, you know, it's we perfect. don't we don't necessarily have his paper here either. All we've got is somebody's digest digest of his paper. All we've got is somebodys just somebody's uh, he may have better information in his paper that actually makes it sound like it makes sense but you know we're looking at an article from techland.time.com and you know it's a it's a five minute it's a five minute read article essentially
1: yeah
0: okay but even if it's true and we're in the simulation, can we do anything about it?
1: I don't see how but uh, i i and and
0: so is it important that we're in a simulation or not
1: yeah that, that that's another philosophical concept there you know if we are just a computer simulation, simulation simula yeah,
0: simulation. <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah, a simulated simulation. No, that 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 works. Yeah. Ian, just and go with it
0: like it wasn't a mistake.
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh, if we were some sort of computer simulation, there we go. My new term that I just invented. I get credit for it. anyone else that uses it. Owes me a quarter, by the way. That's right. <laughs> um, basically, would our existence matter less? It would be, you know, the main thing that that comes from it. Would, would what we do matter less? Is it relevant or not, and I mean you're getting some weird philosophical areas because that that comes to you know if we are or are not it doesn't make a difference.
0: It's the same argument that if we're not here for a purpose then then why do we do anything at all? Because and, we're
2: here, because we're here. Because,
0: well, and I would tend to agree with that, right? But, but it's, but we can relate this back to certain things that religious people say to make themselves feel better. And, and the same thing. Could, I mean, and and if we could prove that we're in this simulation, and are we all 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 we are is ones and zeros? What do those people do? Right. Because they already are, are, are living for this afterlife and not for themselves and not currently. Frankly, if I, if I, if, if we're in a simulation, then okay, great. Then I am simulated. Um, but I'm still so kind of it enjoying
2: you it. You
1: are anything if- less. Right, but if yeah, you I'm not. exist in a
2: simulation, yeah. Brian, what is your purpose in the simulation? Well, it, it, I I don't know. I'm just going to continue to enjoy myself.
1: Yeah. I figured it'd be the same as if we weren't in a simulation.
0: Exactly, right? But if but if that's the case, then there is no afterlife because we're just ones and zeros, and uh I think that causes bigger problems for theologians than it does for, you know, an atheist who's already living for themselves. Right. And 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 maybe I mean, I'm making a dichotomy there of two different groups. I mean, there's a lot of gray area there. Um, yeah. But I think that it, I think it, it, does show that it's very important that what we're living for has to be something tangible to us here. And, and I have,
2: of course, like, you know, if you were, if you, we exist in a simulation, and our bits are deleted, they just go to form some other, some other part of the simulation. So we live on.
1: Okay. And of course, we are, we we already know the universe is based off numbers because Max' um, next thing, which I would love to know exactly <laughs> why we're talking about it, although
2: because, because if the universe is just a simulation, its purpose is to come up with the ultimate ver- the ultimate answer of life, the universe, and everything, and that's forty two. I'm skipping the middleman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, well and, but, and that fits perfectly with Hedgehog's Guide to the Galaxy now because we know we were created as a supercomputer to figure out what the question is.
2: By mice. By mice, yes.
1: Well, yep. mm-hmm. so, yeah, that, that works. You just defended why we are a simulation.
0: Because of mice. <laughs> and we've also now found the name of the show, <laughs> Living in a Simulization. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, so I thought that was cute that you put that in there because that, that's that's the answer.
1: To everything yep.
0: 42 all yeah. Down to. yeah so i don't know ultimately uh it doesn't matter to me whether i'm in a simulation or not um we well, just go on enjoy yep. yourself
1: that's how i see it yeah watch porn
2: whatever fl- i mean I, whatever floats your boat of course right? <laughs> i i i do like the uh i like the 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 part in here in the article talking about the fact that uh, University of Washington researchers have suggested there may be a way to start testing soon if we want to verify Bostrom's supposition. Start with the assumption that we'll be able to simulate the universe or small portions of it perfectly someday. A pretty big assumption, since we're still trying to reconcile, etc., etc., etc. Basically, these, these University of Washington researchers, this is their thesis that gives them a reason to get paid for playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> and I love that. All right. Let's move on um, to our somewhere out there. University of Washington researcher is saying, "Damn it, he just spratted us out." <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Ian, we'll, we'll tell us what we're going to discuss here. What happened?
1: Okay, a acquaintance with no of names.
0: Ours, yeah, with yeah. no
1: names. An acquaintance no of names. ours um, left a post on um, Facebook today that I ran across and thought presented some interesting um, concepts that are expressed through. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll read it to you and then we'll discuss it and you can figure out what we're, I'm seeing here. Anyways, all, all three of us know the person in question and most of the people involved in this. So some of what we will come up with is our knowledge of the, those people and how they interact. But here, here's what she put on Facebook. And it's actually the post and a couple of her comments later on, although they all flowed together perfectly, giving the whole story. So see, the post itself started with, Agree or disagree? It's wrong, cruel, and disturbing for two adults and one 16-year-old boy to gang up arguing with a 10-year-old girl, arguing about the origins of Christmas and Easter. The adults in question are her father and his female roommate. The teen is her older half-brother, and they are not Christian. Trying to tell a Catholic Christian 10-year-old that Christmas, that Christians stole the holidays from pagans. So that was the initial post. Then later on, she followed up with the two, the next two parts, which were two different comments. The first one, I am proud, very proud of her, however, for standing her ground and not allowing them to sway her faith, even though these grown adults and teens tried to blame the 10-year-old for arguing with them. The conversation started when they put up the Christmas tree Saturday evening at her dad's house. She made the simple and true statement, there would be no Easter without Christmas. <sighs> then... Final I one. don't
2: see that. That's necessarily true. No, it's
1: yeah. not. Then the final one was: she even was gracious enough to preface her statements with "according to my beliefs." They, however, apparently think that she is the one arguing because she didn't came to what they believe to be historic fact, which is only their belief and misunderstanding of history.
2: That's an interesting. I don't think it's a misunderstanding of history. That's, yeah, I. You know, I'm 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 coming at this from two different directions myself. On the one hand. You know, essentially, I I don't think it's necessarily right for adults to try to change a child's beliefs, but that goes for both sides of the equation, too. I think children should be allowed to believe what they're going to come to believe, not be proselytized in any direction whatsoever. I think they should be given the opportunity to learn whatever they're going to learn and believe whatever they're going to believe based upon whatever they learn.
0: What, and we shouldn't question those beliefs?
1: Well, in this case, what it is is it's not. Be- what bothered me was the fact that she's writing off. Well, this is what my daughter believes. How dare you try and force your beliefs? And that's trying to say that my beliefs can override your fact. Because I'm sorry, the fact is, the Christians did steal the holidays from the pagans. Right. But there's, well, there's but... like, no doubt. It's not about our belief. It's about knowledge of history and knowing what really did happen.
2: Christ's birthday historically would actually be a different date than Christmas. Right one second while i use my google assisted memory it would be spring matur-
0: it would be march or april
1: and the majority presumably. of the actual traditions that we are putting with christmas are pagan traditions holly the tree the lights all that are not christian they are so well
0: the evergreen specifically you know has been used for for years i mean the the egyptians used evergreen as well you know to to represent you know life through the seasons
1: so and the statement there would be no Easter without Christmas. Well, if you're following, there would be no death of Christ without birth of Christ. Okay, I'll give you that. If you believe there was a Christ without his being born, there would be no death. That's right. was, but to try and use the holidays, that content don't work.
0: There's also a key thing in here that in the statement um, that she prefaced it with, according to my beliefs, not according, not according to what I believe. But according to my beliefs. According to this belief system that that she has been indoctrinated right. into. They're not necessarily her beliefs, they are the beliefs of, of the indoctrination. And it's and, inter in the phraseology there is interesting.
1: And we all know, it is. you know, as we all know the woman who wrote this, she is one that really when she gets into a belief, she solidly goes into it without question. Yeah. I I've seen that oh. of her when she was a pagan, I saw that would she converted over to Catholicism, I saw that, you know, she doesn't.
2: Well, I think she would say she didn't convert to Catholicism. I think she would say she returned to it, but.
1: Yeah, but still, when, when she went back, you know, the way she went was all diehard. Everything the church tells me is going to be 100% correct. I'm not going to question any of it.
2: Okay, hold on a minute. Let me quantify what you mean by diehard. Are you saying that she was hopping over broken glass on one foot? Because I oh. saw that in the movie.
0: Yeah. Okay. but here's the, here's the more important thing here the whole thing that she's upset about is that somebody is questioning her daughter's beliefs and right. and her daughter is either going to be able to defend those beliefs or not and and to say that they were ganging up on her well I mean if three of them don't well, believe it it could uh, certainly seem that way but there is a way yeah. for this for this conversation to take place without her being attacked. And the problem yeah. is, is that the person writing this article would never make that distinction. Yes,
1: yeah. not well, an article. More, we we know okay, the father. Okay, I'm sorry. This post,
0: Brian. okay, this post. Yeah. I'm sorry. This post. It's a Facebook. we know the father. It's not. We know the half brother.
1: Okay. We know the mother, and we know the daughter. And knowing well, them, the, I, I, the we, father is not the kind that's going to bully around his daughter. We're not a fly
2: on the wall, though. But we're if, not a fly on the wall in the situation. But
1: if you were reading this, all we can do this, is
2: suppose.
1: Yeah. If you all we reading,
2: can do is is suppose based upon the personalities of the people that we know. Yes. And as I know the was father was any ganging for, up going on or not.
1: I've known the father for most of my life. I mean, it's so, irrelevant,
2: but nobody
0: else does. So, so we have to stick to what this and post I'm,
1: says. I've known her half brother his whole life. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, so, yeah, there's, there's, uh, what what we are given here and what we know of them is what we have to go by, though. And what I know is I the, the daughter in question herself is very much easily upset by people telling her she's wrong. If people question her, she gets upset. It well, bothers her mean, that she might actually be mistaken.
0: All children feel that way.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to say one this. Than okay. I'm going to say this at this point. It doesn't matter who the people are in question. The question is, is it wrong for two adults and one teenager to gang up arguing with a 10-year-old girl? And, you know, I would say that that's probably, if that situation occurred, that is probably borderline wrong, definitely. But it's not well, necessarily It's wrong. not necessarily what happened there. Well, yeah. But if oh, that, it, if what is being described is a situation that I would consider to be wrong. right? But, but if the 10-year-old
1: this... says that she has every right to go and steal a car. And they all argue with her, no, you don't. This is why so she says, no, 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 you guys are wrong. According to my belief, I should go out and be able to steal a car if I want to.
2: Okay, well, then at that point, the police gang up on her. But
1: <laughs> so and... if you're trying to promote the truth and facts, is that ganging up? You know what?
0: Here's another fact. But it's it's – we're talking belief systems. Here. But here, but here's the other thing is that most of the time people get the most upset about things when they can't defend something, when they're being questioned and they can't defend it because they haven't mm-hmm. really examined it. And I know that, that I personally get the most upset about things. If I believe something or uh, this doesn't happen to me as much anymore, but as a child, especially if I believe something and somebody would question it and I couldn't defend it, I would just get angry. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's probably a pretty normal response, but. You know, later in life, I had to learn to defend these things. And she's in this person, this 10 year old is either going to be able, to, and, and I know it's harder when it's a 10 year old, but one of the reasons she's probably the most upset is because she can't defend what she has been indoctrinated into. That's one of these problems with these belief systems is that we tell these people, this is how it is. Don't question it. And then when somebody does, they can't f- defend it. And well, so it puts, sets the person up. Well.
1: The mother, I think, wrote this because he can't really defend it, and it's upsetting her. And so instead of being able to be more civil, and, you know, talk to her ex-husband about well, it, she's, been being, she's you know, trying
2: to. She's trying to get. She's basically trying to take a survey to prove that she's right, which it, is a weak position. I also and, have to take issue with the fact that she began a sentence with which. <laughs> uh, I think that's dramatically correct.
1: Well, well the she whole meant... things not necessarily dramatically well done.
0: Well, it's, a, it's a Facebook post. Knock it off. Yeah.
1: But the wording she uses, I bet, is much stronger than the event that happened. I mean, she puts arguing in there constantly. And well, I doubt yeah, there but... was much arguing going on.
0: But here's the thing, is that if the child's upset, why is she upset? Is she upset because somebody told her she was wrong? Or is she upset because she was questioned in the first place? I mean, there is there is a, a good way to, to have a, a very good learning experience from this if it's handled properly. If you say yes. if you say to the child, well why does that upset you? And that's you know, one of
1: my other other things but, is I don't see that being part of what she's trying for.
2: No, what she wants is in this particular case is she wants People to tell her that she's right, and thereby right. that her daughter is right as well. And to me, I, I actually don't care who's right or wrong on this. No, it, it, <laughs> I find myself indifferent. <laughs> indifferent.
0: Well, I mean, here's the here's the thing: is that I am I'm, I'm doubting that that these people actually ganged up on her. They probably right. told her the history and some different things like that, which are contrary to what she has been told. Which creates a contradiction that she can't resolve, and, and 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 I don't know. I question my kids all the time. If know. they ganged
2: up or on her, I want to see pictures of the bruises. Well,
1: it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, be... No, but Brian has a good point. I, I've done that with my kids, and they've gotten upset. me. I'm like, listen, this is the facts. You can't change the facts. It's because you don't like them. And I pushed that above pushing. Oh, I need to make sure you're you're comfortable and feel good about things. You know, I, I don't want my kids growing up thinking that they don't have to actually pay attention to reality, even if we are living in a civilization. Well, and the other thing, invented, right? Uh,
0: you know, I expect my children, if they if they tell me something, to be able to defend it. Right, and and that's different levels depending on their age, right? But I never hesitate to question their beliefs. And and if you ask me, what it sounds like is going on here is that these people had the had the audacity to question this other person's beliefs. Oh yeah. And and you could take the age out of this. I suspect. I suspect that they could have done this with the mother, and we would have seen a similar post.
1: Yeah, I agree. But the other interesting thing that comes to me out of this is I'm surprised the Catholic Church is still not admitting to the fact of where the um, holiday traditions come from because. It's not like it's um some big secret anymore. Well, Well,
2: yeah, but all the progressive nature of the Catholic Church pretty much ended when Pope John Paul II passed away.
0: That's true. They have kind of regressed. You know, but the other thing is that it doesn't matter. The Christmas we celebrate has very little to do with the baby Jesus anyway. It has become a commercialized fiasco.
1: Oh, definitely. And my dad keeps okay. pointing out, you know, if the Christians really wanted to um, get Christmas back on the right track, the first thing they need to do is attack Santa, because he's he definitely a uh, um, symbol that go, that just, just very much takes away from the religious aspects.
0: Well,
2: of according Christmas. to Fox News, Santa has been attacked, so. Well, that's
0: Saint Nick, remember. Yes. And but, there's some history there that's worth exploring. But here's the thing. You know, Christmas – it, it, how many days do you get to celebrate your birthday for?
1: Yeah.
0: One, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Christmas used to be one day, then we had Christmas Eve, and now we have a month of Christmas, and now we have Christmas in July. Christmas is, is not the holiday that it once was. And so people, it, it, it we do not need to interject the Christian pieces of this. You know, to get together with family and exchange gifts. Anyway, right. it's unnecessary, but it is interesting from a historical standpoint where Christian came from. But perhaps when you're putting up the tree, it may not be the best time to have that conversation. I don't know. I don't know the family that well, but I I wouldn't hesitate to do it with my family. Um, but we but we approach Christmas from a completely different point of view. Oh right. yeah. So.
1: And, you know, and that's one of the things you, know, you see more and more in Christmas is it is coming from all different points of views. And I think that's one reason why the Christians are overly really panicking with the whole war and Christmas stuff, which only has covered Fox last News. year. News.
2: It's only Fox only News. Vo- only Fox News is talking about the war on Christmas. Yeah. Well, trying, they and they I, brought up last week, I brought up last week that Fox News' tar- target audience is is older people who still think it's the 1950s.
1: <laughs> Did yeah, you... well, I saw something talking about the average intelligence of the Fox News listeners, which is oh, okay, below okay, 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 okay. average, but we won't go there.
2: Yeah, no, that. knock it off. Did no, you hear th- what, this John... was an
1: actual study. I know, I, I know. Don't I don't, think, a lo-
2: it, I don't yeah. think it's necessarily a lack of intelligence. I think it's, I think it's a cultural bias. I think so, too. That, I, I think would, that yeah. they are going for a certain target audience, and that that target audience is what they cater to, the beliefs yeah. of that target audience. Here, did
0: you hear what John Stewart had to say about this, about the war on Christmas? He showed just how fallacious the whole thing is. And in the end, you know, because there's Christmas everywhere. You can't go anywhere outside, and you can't swing an elf elf without hitting a Santa blow up snow globe. Yeah. it's oh, yeah. everywhere out there in, in in these in these atheist groups that are that have issues with you know these Christian displays on public property win an occasional battle. That's not a war on Christmas,
2: you know. I mean, it, that's an application of our separation of church and well, state, yeah, as, as, but, as outlined by the Constitution right. of the United but States. even
0: if you even if we manage to get all of these religious, um. Um displays displays and any other time that religious religion encroaches on the on um on our government out of government none none nothing has to change other than our governmental you know our government you know not personally acknowledging you know Chris or you know. Jesus, baby Jesus! Sure. They But everybody else still can. You're still going to be able to drive can. through a
1: neighborhood this time of the year and be blinded yeah. on every block. Yeah,
0: right. Like. People, people's electrical bills will still be outrageous <laughs> during December. Yeah, I don't know. I did. I'm, I'm frustrated by the whole damn thing. I'm so tired of the whole damn holiday because of all of this crap. Right.
1: Yeah. Stop making it so political. Stop trying to make it into, you know what it that you want it to be and let everyone just have it the way they want it it's good.
0: Yeah. you i do have a, a the you know these pangs of Schadenfreude florida every time the government has to take down their christmas display you know i it just i i it, it's just you know the those little wins feel so good when when you when you just look at you know this stuff is is so is everywhere that you're not going to not one little display goes away it doesn't change the season at all right now, if you start making every single one of these, you know, stores take down their display for some reason, yeah, that might impact things. And I don't care whether you want to say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, whatever floats your boat. Oh
1: yeah, that, that still has come up again this year. It surprised me. Oh, like, it's mm-hmm. everywhere.
0: Whatever. I don't care what people want to do. Yeah. Wow. Well, and we've gone, gone silent. silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm done with the whole thing. And in this in this little incident is probably a very minor little thing that happened. And 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 who cares? You know? That ten year old is either going to be able to defend her beliefs or not. They're probably not gonna change. Right? And and, right. And, and 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 were they trying to change her beliefs or just educate her a little? I don't know.
1: To me it was it sounded like they were trying to educate her. Yeah. But
0: Well, yeah, but you know.
1: A little it, knowledge can really but, mess up yeah. someone's religious ideas.
0: Well, I know, but you know, read the Bible, that'll do it too.
2: All right. Do you guys got big plans for, for Christmas?
1: Just a little stuff.
2: Yeah. I may be working. I don't know. I haven't got a schedule
1: yet. We go out to do Christmas Eve with the family, come yeah. home, open presents. On Christmas Day, we're we'll going first to my sister's house and then to the in-laws. Very good.
0: Yeah, no, we're just we go over, we do our Christmas Eve thing, and then the family just hangs out in the house all day on Christmas. We just have a good time.
1: Yeah, that's what it really should be about.
0: Just yeah, we have a good time. Yeah, we, we enjoy each other. You know, locked in the house, nowhere to go. Panic starts to set in. It's a lot of fun.
2: Fortunately, 7-Eleven is still open yeah. on Christmas, <laughs> yeah. and Walgreens most of the day. Well,
0: and the in the you know the movie theater will be open. And, and
2: in fact, less and less doors are closing on Christmas. <laughs> well, and for that matter, in in, talks, in terms of talking commercialism, Black Friday has extended into Dark Gray Thursday. Right, yeah. And, you know, probably Houndstooth Wednesday, but – It's a corporate holiday.
1: And Black Friday hasn't really ended yet either. No,
2: it hasn't. That's true. Yeah, no. It's a corporate
0: holiday now. I mean, yeah. the, the corporations have taken it and commercialized it, and that's what it's about now. It's about buying stuff. But I'm not bitter. I can bitter.
1: honestly say we spent really not that much on Christmas this year. The main gifts most of the family getting are something I put together for them. Oh, that's which nice. I will not reveal at this time, since I do know a couple of them listen to the podcast.
0: Uh, well, I got a couple yep. of family gifts, you know, that uh, for for us, you know, that we can all play with, and I think that'll be fun.
2: And I I mentioned earlier what I'm doing in terms of my family, and I hope that they get some fun out of it. All right. Well, good. Anything else? I
1: think, yeah, I, think a good it's,
2: it's, I think this is another one
0: in the can. Yep, very good. All right. Say so goodnight, everybody. Good good
2: night. night. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. You
0: can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics Podcast at 720 295 7785. Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to myspace.com forward slash OFM HQ. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons No Derivatives 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast.
2: Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and Podcast Album Art is provided by, and copyright, Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request.